0: Thank you. What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode 105.2. And we are continuing our playthrough of Yakuza Kiwami 2. Today I have with me Matt.
1: Hello.
0: And so, yeah. um, I know last week we said that we would have the conclusion to Yakuza Kiwami 2. Uh, Unfortunately, we did not count the amount of chapters in this game. So, uh we have we have two more <laughs> chapters we have to get through. We but we both made it through chapter 14. And um then the game didn't end and I was like, "Oh, well I I I, I did this 2 hours ago and I have I had to have dinner." So, yeah, I didn't finish the game, so we're going to finish it next week. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, yeah.
1: I guess with only two chapters l- left, we could probably finish it and still cover our next one off.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, we can definitely attempt to. Uh, I don't know the how long to beat. Twelve minutes is. Um, but yeah, we, probably more than twelve minutes. Uh, I would assume so. Um, actually, we're gonna. We're, I'm looking that up. We're, we're halting the show because I want to know how long to beat and let's look at 12 minutes oh, oh there it is uh, main story four and a half hours main plus extra six hours so we're looking at about six hours to beat the game That's I mean I, I, I'm, I'm assuming we could probably do that in probably three sitting stops yeah but yeah, uh, so uh Kiwami 2. Uh the last thing we did was the tattoo artist, which was a padding side quest that really had no bearing on the story whatsoever.
1: Uh, until they shoehorned it in.
0: Yeah, until they shoehorned it in. Um somebody steals the design. The the sun still steals, steals the design. Uh, for the tattoo, the dragon tattoo, and runs off with it. We then try and get it back, beat up the guys, and then they finally admit that there is somebody who has this tattoo, and it's Ryuji Goda, our nemesis for this story.
1: Because... I feel like if this game has one sin, it's this. It's the way that they're shoot They're they're pushing all of these side stories into the game. It it does this often. I mean, even more again with the section that we're covering today. Yeah. I definitely noticed it. Maybe I'm just like thinking about it more, but I'm definitely noticing it more as we play.
0: Yeah. I I don't know why, like some of this stuff, like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I feel like they're just trying to pad the game out. I I really, I really don't know. I I, I can't remember. I can't remember the original Yakuza 2 very well. I know I played through it on PS2, But for the life, I mean, I can't remember much of what actually happened other than the villain. But um, maybe they're just going step by step, the stories in this game. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, Because we get another
1: big one in Chapter 13 here today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the next chapter that we go into is uh what 11. yeah and uh basically yep. uh oh man we have to um find the the location uh which is called kaima but uh we don't know yeah
1: Kaimar, or kaima or
0: uh, kaima but we don't know where it's at and talk about a wild goose chase to get the information, we have to go to yeah. three different places and solve riddles. Essentially. But, um, yeah. uh, we get the, we, we at the end of this, we get a, a, a piece. It's a piece, it's like a game piece that you use for the game. I can't remember what it is. I think it's like, Japanese chess. I could be wrong. But, um, this allows us to get into the underground game that they have. Um, yeah, sh- sh- shogi game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we, we go into the shogi area and, um, we finally meet. Who we're looking for um, so uh his name is Marai. uh and yep, come to find out he is one of the few uh Xinhuan, um mafia survivors when the uh when the tojo clan came in and murdered everybody. He was one of the three people that survived. And, um, sure enough, um, he actually got, um, he got saved by the police, particularly, um, oh man, what's his name? Kawa? Kara. 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 And was put into protective custody. He had a a new identity, new name, everything like that. And um, he's lived out the past 20-something years uh, basically in hiding from the mafia. So. For uh, deserting, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for deserting. Um, And while he is telling us this uh, unfortunately, well, we've been followed by the Xin Wong mafia <laughs> and they come in and well,
1: not great for Mariah.
0: <laughs> no, no, they, they shoot him dead in the face. Um,
1: it's abandoned the creed.
0: Yep. Uh, so we have a fight with these guys. Um, and after beating them, Uh, while we're trying to extract information from them, they all take cyanide and kill themselves. Um, But, uh,
1: yeah, I I couldn't help but think they were all going to turn into zombies the way they kind of bleed a little bit out of their mother
0: powder. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, Anyway. Um so uh after getting this information, uh he, he also tells um he tells uh gosh, what's her name? Saywa. Um that um yep. the police chief uh division two, I can't remember which division it is. The, the, the head boss of, uh, so Sayama's boss's boss, um, was also a part of the massacre, uh, back in the eighties. And, um, on top of that, Kiryu also admits to her that he was also present during the massacre. And Sayama's like, oh my God, I don't want to have anything to do with you. <laughs> um, and so she runs off. Um, and then we go into chapter two, uh, but, uh, we find Sayama, um, next to the river staring out and, uh, Kiryu reveals that, um, It's not exactly what you think. Um, He knew that uh, Kazuma, uh, his adopted father, was uh, in town and he wanted to go talk to him. But he also knew that he was probably doing something very dangerous at the time. So he followed them. And Kiryu, not realizing what's going on kind of ran into a Yakuza hit. Uh, And he went to go and basically rescue his father. Uh, The thing is, is that Kazuma, being the guy that he is, was going to let the majority of the Mafia members go. He wasn't going to actually execute them. Uh, but, um, while the uh, God, what was his name? Shimano? Uh, the, the, yeah, the big bald guy, big baldy, he's dead now, but, uh, Shimano was going around just murdering people. He was trying to get people out. Like, look, I'm, I'm with the Tojo clan, but I don't want to kill you guys. Please just go. And, uh, he was in a room talking to one of these guys, telling them this and the guy didn't trust him. So Kiryu runs in Young, young teenage Kiryu runs in to save his father from getting shot. And uh, this distracts the Mafia man who starts aiming at Kiryu. And bang, Cosmo shoots the Mafia member to save Kiryu. Yeah, a series of
1: unfortunate events.
0: Yeah. And then Kiryu comes in and is like, I was just trying to protect you. I didn't mean to start this. And, of course, when the shooting begins... That's when the massacre begins. So once somebody shoots, everybody starts shooting. So pretty much everybody gets killed. Um, And unfortunately, the Mafia members don't see Kazuma actually trying to help them. They just see him murdering one of their guys. So everybody believes Kazuma and Shimano are just murdering everybody, which they are at this point because they're forced to.
1: Yeah, it was a nice bit of storytelling, I guess, in the game, the way they've revealed this kind of slowly. Like, you've seen that scene of him shooting the boss, the Jingwan boss, in the hallway. You've seen that a couple of times now at this point. Yeah. And I really like how they build on that. And they're like, now you see what happened in the two minutes leading up to that puts a whole different spin on that one image that we've seen so many times. And, you know, it's not like it's hyper complicated storytelling but I, I always appreciate that when
0: you know we
1: as the the player as the viewer were in the same boat that the Jingwan mafia was where we only saw the killing and then now it gets revealed now we get the other side of the story and it adds another layer of depth as to what was happening at that point i think that's a really uh a really nice way for them to have presented this in the game
0: yep So, uh, yeah, um, Kiryu, uh, after telling her this, she wants to get, uh, uh, she wants to basically tell off Kiryu, and she does, and he kind of just, um, he sits there, kind of contemplating life, I guess, all day. Because it was daytime when this cutscene started, <laughs> and then it cuts to him at night, <laughs> and he's still sitting. Oh, he's deep. Yeah, he's still sitting there looking at the river. Um, but uh, it's now nightfall, and there is a. Uh, I think God. What is he doing? He he's 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 sitting there trying to light a cigarette, and a guy walks up to him. Looks like a homeless dude. And as he bumps into the guy, uh, he walks away, and Kiryu looks down and notices there is a knife sticking in him. This dude stabbed him and started walking away. And Kiryu, now being stabbed in the gut, falls over, and uh, he finds himself. He wakes up and finds himself in the uh, oh the bar that Sayama's mother runs. Yeah, AOE, A- A- AOE. But uh, yeah, uh, and um, he, oh no, no, he he doesn't wake. He he goes there. That's right, because you have to walk through the the uh, streets, bleeding to death, not bumping into anyone. Yeah, don't bump anybody <laughs> or you'll die. Uh, but yeah, uh, we make it there, pass out. Then he wakes up. They have, um, they have removed. Uh, well he removes the knife which I was like that's dumb why would you do that the rule number one guys anybody out there anybody out there if you get stabbed by something do not remove it if you leave it in you don't start bleeding out. I don't know why I see this. Constantly, I guess because it's the shock of seeing something stabbed in you.
1: Yeah. In intrinsic in nature, like, I, I don't want this in me anymore.
0: Yeah. I need to pull this out. But no, no. If you get stabbed by something, whether it's intentional or unintentional, leave it in until you get to a medical professional. Because right now... Or whatever suffices in this game. Yeah. Because right now, you are not bleeding out. Sure. There may be some, some internal bleeding, but you're not bleeding and your blood is not leaving your body. <laughs> anyway. I,
1: I guess one counterpoint to that in this game is that when Kiryu stabs somebody, he then does a tiger knee into the knife and That's, jams it further in.
0: This is true. So you can't pull it out. It's basically plugging up the hole. Yeah. So he'll be fine. He just has to live the rest of his life with a knife in him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Never take it out. Yeah. Also never get tiger kneeed in the knife. Yeah.
0: That is that is a hardcore, like, little heat move right there. Anytime you stab somebody with a knife. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. funny
1: because most of the time in these fights, you get the sense that he's not actually killing them, right? It's like he's knocked them out and they're laying on the ground and eventually they'll get up and, like, lick their wounds and walk away. But after that knife and then the knee, there's no getting up from that, I don't think. he's straight up killed them.
0: Yeah. So, uh yeah. Um So we wake back up, Sayama's mom's there. She hands him a note that was in his pocket, I guess left by the hitman. Uh, which I guess they assumed Kiryu wasn't going to die from this cuz they're like, "Hey, we have your your little girl Haruka and we're we're uh, we're going to kill her if you don't show up here." I'm just like, "Well, why'd you even stab the guy then if if you knew he wasn't yeah. going to die?" Do you
1: want him to come or not? Come yeah, his messages here.
0: Exactly. So yeah, um uh but yeah, Sengoku, the uh, the other Omni Alliance uh leader uh has... What do they call him?
1: He's one of the four four something. Four kings?
0: Four kings? I don't know. That was a while back. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember.
1: One of the four heads of the Omi Alliance, though.
0: Yeah, and so he has kind of taken it upon himself to to kind of just jumpstart this whole taking over Kamurocho. Um, And, uh, yeah, he wants to get Kiryu out of the way. So he kidnaps Haruka, and this is like the fifth time this girl has been kidnapped. Yep. But, uh, so, yeah, we have to go and uh, meet up with... Uh, with uh Sengoku uh but yeah um
1: then you get one of the stranger fights so far in the series
0: which one's that one again two tigers oh yeah that's right well we got it we got to make it there first don't we have to go beat up a guy like a at the, the golf center or something Cause he's yeah yeah he he's he's working for Sengoku. he's like yeah you got to meet me and then we're gonna meet him and beat him up and he's like okay I'll tell you where they're at <laughs> so they're at a Osaka Castle just a uh, minibus yeah so going to Osaka Castle um this is the weirdest cutscene I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, there's about four cutscenes in in this last playthrough that I'm like, I'm not sure I understand this, and it also makes me think they definitely could have turned into zombies. Like this cutscene in particular, I'm like, what is happening? Are we playing Persona here?
0: Yeah. So we so it's it's already very dark and almost stormy when Kiryu pulls up to the to the Osaka Castle, which is already a gigantic building, and when he approaches the door a beam of light cuts the door or cuts cuts the 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 building in half the building then separates into two different halves and a bigger building comes up out of the ground
1: this didn't really happen right like this must have been him hallucinating was but it, there was no reference to it was
0: it blood loss he was just hallucinating from the blood loss <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. This is... This, like, even I was like, what? This is... What is this? Why Why would a Japanese mobster have this?
1: <laughs> why would anybody actually have this?
0: Why would you have... This isn't a, a
1: secret layer on the moon.
0: Why would you have a nesting dollhouse?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it almost looked like the house grew. I'm like, was it underground? Like, is this an underground layer that has now risen? Or did it, like... G- it doesn't make any sense.
0: I think so? Like, hang on. Let me. I, I've got something up here that can maybe tell me something.
1: Because the game doesn't really veer into the weird... I don't even want to call this supernatural. It's not supernatural. It's just unrealistic.
0: You know, it. Uh, they don't even mention this. They don't even mention this. So... Is one, of the looking cash on the bounty. Beat up his goons. Uh, Mahjong chapters back. Fight him and he'll spill the harka's at Osaka's castle. Head to the nearest taxi and take it. So, okay, this is probably the goofiest this series ever gets within the story, but here we are. You'll automatically head inside and begin the battle. Oh, so he just skips over. Whoever's worth this fact just completely skips over the fact that there is a building inside of a building underground so like I, I don't know how like if you haven't played this game and you're listening to me explain this to you imagine a very large probably three-story building that splits in half and both halves shift to each side while this is happening a larger building emerges from underground so now you have two halves of a large building beside a much larger building that came from underground, and you and go the outer
1: parts that. are empty, yes, so how did anyone else ever get into this building?
0: I don't think they did. maybe it was just a mock building, and everybody just drove by it saying, that's a big building, yeah,
1: that's all maybe I there think was of. a secret entrance elsewhere,
0: I guess, like even Batman didn't have something like this,
1: <laughs> yeah, he knew to just leave it underground,
0: yeah, I uh, whatever. So yeah, we go into this this area, and this is th- yeah, this whole thing feels like a fever dream, right?
1: Yeah, it feels like a fever dream. It also it was the second time I got a weirdly like Resident Evil vibe. Like this feels like an underground layer that they would do in Resident Evil.
0: Yeah, it looks like the and, nest.
1: Yeah, like this is this is the entrance to the lab. And then before when we were getting like passwords and opening doors, I'm like, wow, this is this is a little atypical for what I've played of Yakuza. It's a little bit like Resident Evil getting clues opening doors
0: yeah now we're in this weird what looks like haunted mansion and there's ninjas running around just straight up ninjas (laughs) and and dudes in armor like Japanese like feudal Japan armor
1: And and I always wonder because I mean this is this is so many games you know throughout the whole life my whole life but what were they doing two minutes before Ryu showed or before he showed up
0: I don't know waiting on him
1: were they were they already in their gear I mean I guess they knew he was coming because of the message yeah but you know just standing around in full gear just kind of waiting for him
0: a better question is is there's a room later on in this game in this area where there's a gatling gun and it's it's aimed In? inward.
1: Yep. It's
0: why not would, defensive. Why would they build this? Why would they build a Gatling gun turret that faces into the building as if they're inviting intruders to come onto the Gatling gun to shoot us? Which they did. Which is exactly what I did.
1: Yep. Yeah, none of that makes sense. It you reminds know. me always of walking into these abandoned buildings and seeing candles lit? Like, well, nobody's been here in 100 years, but the candles still lit? These candles are still still lit.
0: I know. So, we make it up to the top, and Sengoku is there. And rather than fight Sengoku, he has two pet tigers that he sends out. So we have a boss fight with two tigers. Kazuma Kiryu is fist fighting tigers.
1: Not in my game, he wasn't.
0: Oh, really? You pulled out some weapons, did you?
1: Yeah, I, I could barely hit them with my fists.
0: Oh, I beat them with my fists.
1: The- did you? Uh-huh. Oh, I-, I I just I didn't feel like it was doing very much damage, and they kept leaping around like idiots. So I had to pull like the spikes off. There was like four spikes on the wall. Or like, I don't know what they were. Maybe like flag holders. I don't know. There was something long that I had to swing. And they, they were doing much more damage. Four yeah. times as much damage. Five times as much damage. So I used all four of those. And then I pulled out a knife to finish them off. Gotcha. I don't want to overuse my weapons, because I feel like I'm going to need them for whatever, you know, when we fight Ryoji at the end. Because I feel like, given how hard some of the other bosses were in this game, that the end boss here is going to be a pain. So I'm trying to trying to save all my best weapons, which I haven't really needed to do that in the game, but I do still really like that it's in there. Because I'm always picking up weapons and dropping my worst ones, and... You know, I'm always looking at weapon management, knowing that it's limited, and whatever I can pick up that's great, I want to save for a really key battle. Right, but in this case, I was like, I'm just going to expend one because these tigers are too jumpy.
0: Yeah, I I was able to beat them, um, but yeah, we we get an awesome QTE where we we drop kick a friggin' tiger,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one, you punch right in the face. As it's leaping at you?
0: It's leaping at you. And and has its mouth wide open, getting ready to bite you. And Kiryu just punches... Like Superman punches this thing in the face. And knocks it out. And, then and Sen- I
1: also like how Sengoku squeaks and like gets really nervous. and Just runs away. Yeah, he runs away. away.
0: Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he, he he grabs hard. I would too if
1: somebody just beat up two tigers. Yeah,
0: this dude is crazy. How, how, how can I ever beat this man? Also... Who installed the Gatling gun backwards?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got bigger things to worry about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so yeah, Sengoku leaves. He runs away, runs back into his office area. And oh, wouldn't you look, Ryoji Goku, Goku, Ryoji, Ryuji Goda, excuse me. Uh, is sitting there at the desk and he basically tells Goku, you are a piece of shit. <laughs> How you,
1: dare you take a child
0: you hostage? seriously kidnapped a child to get to cure you? What the hell is wrong with you? And the guy's like, he's outside, he just beat up my tigers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Goda's not going to have any of this. He doesn't give a shit. He has a samurai sword, and he slices him up, cuts him up real good, and straight up kills him. He is dead.
1: Yep. Knocks him out the window, right? And he falls all the way to the ground.
0: Yeah. And that's a big building. It came from underground. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Kiryu shows up, and uh, Gota's there, and he's like, so, uh, yeah, I know you really want to fight me. Not yet, son. Three days.
1: Yep. It's it's interesting, that whole, like, honor in this game. So many times, people could have just taken the easy route and killed the enemy, but they, you know, there's this whole, uh, I need it to be meaningful. Yeah. Right. Like, he wants to claim this title of being the dragon. And so he's really hyper-focused on beating him the right way yeah and it's uh, you know for <laughs> Kiryu kind of lucks out here because he is no match at all and uh, good the honor saved him I guess
0: yeah so yeah uh, he uh, he gives Haruka back to Kiryu and says I will see you the day after tomorrow we're going to sell this finally and there's going to be only one dragon remaining at the end of this so Kiryu takes Haruka, and uh, goes back into the into Soot and Bori, I believe. Right? They don't they don't show back up in Kamurocho just yet, right? Or is this yeah, I think where we straight. we go back to Soot and Bori. So uh, yeah, um, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think what the next story beat is.
1: The next story beat is, you know, the really weird. So, you know, and we're basically recuperating again. Uh-huh. So we're in A- Aoi again. Okay. Um, and this is when you start to get the conversation around. Uh, what, what's her name? Sayama. Sawaya. Sayama. Sayama. Yeah, we start. Yeah, Sayama. We start to get the, the conversation around her and her father's still alive, and oh, right. she yeah, runs yeah. off.
0: That's right. She runs off. She's,
1: and then we have our weird, again, this is the one I was referring to, a really weird this, set of side stories here.
0: This entire chapter is padding. Yep. It is. It be, it, especially up because
1: it's just that moment with Sayama that matters. Yeah. Everything else is basically just buying time until we can continue the story with her
0: so what we're referring to is in this chapter it is basically Kiryu walking around town with Haruka and so that's basically what we do and these are story missions these are not side stories it's basically another one of those let's kill some time but spend the day with Haruka. So, yeah. Uh, Sayama runs off because she finds out... Yeah, she finds out her dad's still alive, which means that her dad was not actually the boss of the of the mafia. Because the boss of the mafia is dead. Yeah, thoroughly dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cosmo shot him probably seven, eight times. Yep.
1: Although... That happens later in this game and it does not kill a person.
0: Very true. At least not right away. Not right away. Not right away. Yep. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, we go around doing things for Haruka. Um... I guess we can mention that, uh... I don't know, we're walking the streets, and Haruka sees a, a famous actress. She's like, "Hey, I know that person." And Kiryu's like, "Who the hell's that?" And she's like, "Oh, she's a famous actress," and she's there talking to an agent, and the, and the agent sees Haruka, and she, um, he he falls in love with her. He's like, "You are a such a cute child. I can make you into a child actor star. Please come in and talk to me. We can we can uh, strike a deal." And uh, I could have you on the big screen in no time. And of course, Harker's like, nah, I'm good. And Kiryu's like, yeah, we're we're good. See ya. And so we bum around town a little bit more. And eventually we run into this guy again. And he finally convinces Kiryu to go talk to the guy. So he goes and talks to the guy. And he's like, yeah, we can totally, like, take her in. Make sure she goes to the best schools you know, gets a proper bringing up, and she's going to be made in the shade. She's going to have this cushiony, idle life, and everybody will love her. And Kiryu's like, you can either choose to be like, yeah, that sounds good, that's probably for the best, or I'll have to ask her. And it doesn't matter really what you choose. He finally says, look, we have to go talk to Harika. And then Harka, of course, is like, no, I don't want to do this. I can't believe you would even consider this kind of thing. Hmm. So she, uh, but yeah. Kiryu
1: basically is like making to himself. Go ahead. How Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Um, and then we, we do something about uh, a singer. Uh she, uh, she sings at a bar, but she's not there. She's out there at the river, singing at the river, and she's too nervous to sing in front of people, and we eventually convince her to go sing. This was like the most unremarkable chapter ever. Yep.
1: Yeah, I mean, this whole section just... It really like it didn't feel kind of like a side story I'm like am I am I playing the game is this is this right to, like do I have to do this
0: <sighs> so um eventually we we get back to uh the story itself and that is that uh, we I think what, Kiryu gets a phone call, I believe. And uh, it's, um, it's the police chief. Kurahashi? Yeah. Um, who um, the, From Division 2, the, the boss of the boss. He calls him and tells him that, hey, I have Date. And, uh, yeah, we're going to kill him. And, of course, Kiryu's yep, like, I'm a survivor. Yeah, Kira's like, "What the hell?" He's like, "Yeah, this has all been this has all been part of the plan for the longest time." Uh, and if you ever want to see Date again, come get me. <laughs> Everybody kidnaps people and <laughs> says, "Come get them." I don't get it. So, we uh, we call up uh, Sayama. And for some reason, Haruka comes along with us, too. And um, we drive, uh, I guess, to, I don't know. Where Where are we driving to? Back to Kamurocho? Yeah, because it's in the yeah, Millennium Tower. To yeah, it's back in the Millennium Tower. And
1: they see it, Yep. And Kurahashi says, make sure you're here by, by the morning or something.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, he gives us a time frame. By dawn. So, um, we have to go and uh, get Date. Uh, he's in the Millennium Tower, up there where the florist was. Or, I guess, still is. And, um, when we arrive, um, there is... Uh, we have that
1: awkward... It, you know, well, we have the awkward... Uh, just... on, the, on the drive back to Camaro, show that series of fights, right? Instead of doing the the shooting, the shooting the bad guys hanging out the windows, this is basically the trucks in a series of not very difficult fights.
0: You're right. Holy crap. Well, I forgot about on that. On the open bed truck.
1: Like, as if the chapter itself didn't have enough padding, like, <laughs> let's just have a bunch of meaningless fights. I mean, I, I, guess, I guess that's being harsh because the game is a, a brawler, so they're going to shoehorn in meaningless fights wherever they can.
0: And yeah that's true i uh but i di- I totally had that same fact of uh, or thought that you know i we're gonna we're gonna start aiming out of the car and shooting stuff awkwardly because this game's not really a shooter, but no, it didn't happen, yeah, so yay, <laughs> but we did have to fight a bunch of guys who somehow conveniently lined up transfer trucks that have like flatbeds on them. So that we could have a arena to fight guys. Um and it never actually shows Kiryu getting back in the van that we were driving. He's just riding on one of the yeah. <laughs> one of the transfer trucks. And I'm just like, Okay, well how did he how did, did he just jump off? Because obviously the gangsters are, are, are driving the truck. <laughs> so I don't know place not
1: place. Now they're just the chauffeurs.
0: Yeah, I guess. Or maybe Kiryu like jumped into one of the trucks and threw the guy out and drove the truck.
1: We'll never know. Yeah,
0: we'll never know. But uh, yeah, we make it back to Kamurocho and we have them go up to the Millennium Tower. Um, and this is where um, we get a pretty big reveal. A few pretty big reveals. A couple of deaths. Um, so... When we arrive in the Millennium Tower, where the florist is, 50th floor, everybody's tied up. So you got Date, the florist, all of them are tied up. And the head of Division Two, police chief is there with a bunch of goons from the Xinhuan Mafia. And he comes out and says, hey, guys, guess what? I'm actually one of the survivors of the the massacre that happened back in the 80s. And I've been plotting this for so long, to the point where he became police chief <laughs> so he could get closer to the people that did this. And one of the big things is, is that... Uh, he really, really wants to get with Kara because that's the one who murdered a lot of his guys. So if we remember correctly, uh Kara was known as the 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 killer. He he was killer Kawara, right? Yeah, he he killed he, he killed without asking questions. He'd bust into a place and just shoot all the perps and And wouldn't ask any questions whatsoever, well, I couldn't find out all those were Jeanois mafia guys, and there was a very distinct reason why he did this and it's because we remember a cutscene earlier in the game where it shows a uh, a woman um during a police raid, also during the massacre who is um uh trying to hide her son from the massacre that's happening. She's she's one of the the wives of the, the Jinwan Mafia guys. And uh Kara shows up and she's about to throw the kid out the window. <laughs> and Kara comes Wait, d- up. A daughter, right? No, that was a son. And that was a boy. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that comes back up a little bit later, Matt. I'm not entirely sure, but there was another child there. Because yeah, okay. Maybe because, there was two. Yeah, because, well, there, there's it wasn't there. She was not born yet. So, um, Kara saves this woman, gets her out of there, falls in love with her, and has a child with her that child is Saima so what ends up happening See, I, I
1: thought I thought they had gotten together before that
0: I don't think so because
1: who who was that child then I must have missed who that
0: baby grew up to be I don't think they have revealed that yet Matt ah uh, okay okay yeah. That so would explain it. Yeah. I thought that
1: was the reveal that of who that baby was, but...
0: No, 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 no. This is... Because I, 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 I think I think Kiryu is significantly older than, than Sayama. Because Kiryu back then was probably, what, 15, 16? Mm-hmm. And I think Sayama was born in, like, probably 88, 89, something like that. I'm not sure. But they they had they had a child together. He is her biological father because yep. they they make a point of it being. She's not part of the mafia; she doesn't have that bloodline in her. Uh, but what ends up happening is is because she was con- the Sayo's mother was considered a deserter of the Genoa mafia. They sent guys from the mainland over to Japan. Found her and murdered her, and well, (laughs) uh, the the killer detective didn't like that one bit. So he became that's when he became the killer detective, and said, "Any Genoa mafia guys I run into, I'm going to murder them." (laughs) So he that's when he. And I'm glad he
1: came back up. And had some justification, right? Because kind of talking about that last week, and like he must play a bigger part than he has so far. Yeah. And so I'm I'm glad that he has this arc to where he's right or wrong. He's doing it out of a deep like a deep passion for for uh, Sayama's mother. Yeah. And retribution for what was done to her. So at least that uh, it's you know doesn't really justify what he did, but it explains it anyway.
0: So, after that long talk, Kirashi, the, the Division II chief, says, I've got this place rigged to blow. If you guys come any closer, I'll blow you up. And, of course, Carl, Ka- Ka- how do you pronounce his name? Kaura. Kaura. He's there, got his gun out, and he's like, nope, we're not playing that game. I'm gonna murder you, just like how I should have a long time ago. Um and uh they he knocks the the detonator out of his hand, shoots it out of his hand. He then pulls out a gun and unloads into him and uh says uh I'm going to put the same amount of bullets into you as I did as, as you killed my men. Hmm. And, uh, he damn near does it. This guy's shot probably what, four or five times.
1: Yeah. I don't know if this is the scene because there was one scene I was watching and I'm like, something doesn't make sense here. And I, I could have swore it was this scene. But I went back before we recorded this and I watched every cut scene in this chapter and I don't think it came up. So either it was cut or – I'm just thinking of a different scene. But there was a scene where everybody – like four or five different people have guns pointed at each other and it felt like – it felt like in the time it took one guy to pull a trigger, like six other things happened. And I was like, there's just no way that the math works out on this timing. It's just not possible. That, like, the one second it took, like, four other people were able to, like, pull out a gun and, and aim it. And someone else was ducking out of the way and holding someone else up as a shield. And, like, all these things happened before one person could pull a trigger one time. <laughs> I don't – I was just like, this. there's no way. And I really wanted to go back and, like, Cory re choreograph this into scene to see if there's any way it made sense, but I, I couldn't actually find a cutscenes. Hmm.
0: I can't remember. Even though maybe I maybe I'll this,
1: replay this because
0: I did this chapter this morning. But I can't <laughs> I can't remember it at this point I just remember the story beats.
1: Yeah, aside from the the splitting castle, like this was the next most perplexing cutscene I've seen in this game.
0: Yeah. So um Yeah, we have to have a fight. Uh, So we fight uh, some Jinwan Mafia guys along with uh, Kurahashi. Kurahashi has a gun. And anybody in this game that has a gun while you are fighting is the most annoying prick on the planet. Yep. And this guy does some damage. So I had to take him out first because I was just like, I can't stand getting shot while I'm in the middle of a combo
1: yeah usually I'm doing the opposite thing right I'm usually taking out the goons first so I can just focus on the boss but here I had to take the boss out first
0: yeah so uh, yeah uh, I'll beat him um, and I mean we have a, a very uh, satisfying heat action at the end where we just we pound on his face <laughs> <laughs> but uh needless to say um uh beating beating him uh we get another uh um, we get another uh cutscene basically uh Kara is not dead um maybe he's going to die very soon, but he does how many times was he shot uh, at least five at least, huh? so I don't know. I don't know how he survived that long, but anyway, he's there long enough to basically tell his life story to Zyama (laughs) and say, yes, this is true. I am your father. And this is the reason why I did this. This is the reason why I did that. And he eventually passes. But, uh, not before. Oh, uh, uh, Karahashi he, he has his one last hurrah where he tries to shoot somebody and I can't remember who shoots him but somebody shoots him dead I think it may be Date yeah I think so so um, after that go into chapter 14 it is the day of not, not, not the day we have our final fight showdown with the samurai showdown. Because I said final fight, haha. And then I just did samurai <laughs> showdown um, with uh, with uh, Ryuji Gota. Uh, but uh, Gota is going to begin advancing on Kamurocho. The reason there's a very specific reason why, and it's not revealed till the end of this chapter, but. Uh, first we have a uh, I guess like a, a a funeral for siyama's dad they have a box I'm assuming that's his ashes um, but um, anyway before before we we the, we let the police take his body I guess or whoever takes his body date finds a disc on uh, Kurahashi's body and they think there's some probably some really important information on here about the Jinwa Mafia and he gives it to Siamine's like can you crack it open she's like I can't with this laptop that I got here but I bet you a police station probably has the encryption uh, tools I would need so they're like okay well why don't you go back to your home town go to the police station there and see if you can crack this open and get some information off of it. She's like, okay, fine. Um, But Kiryu goes after her. Um, So, uh, we meet Sayama at Serena and uh, well, Kiryu's like, I told you, getting revenge would not solve your problems I've been there but it's okay you're gonna be okay everybody's gonna be okay and she feels so bad she's like I'm glad I I was able to meet my dad even for a brief moment and cure you uh, as he's comforting her grabs her and gives her a kiss
1: yep and I I, li- I also like in this scene her finally admitting that she is scared to learn more. Yeah. Because so many times in this game she said that she didn't care or she just wanted to know and it didn't matter what it was. And I like that little bit of uncertainty where, yeah, she may say she wants to know, but she also kind of doesn't. or Or does, but just doesn't know what the impact is going to be.
0: Yeah. So um after this scene we get a phone call and they say that uh kazuki we all remember kazuki he was the uh, he's the owner of the stardust club uh the one who had a body double well he uh, he's waking up and he is he is talking out of his ass nobody knows what the hell he's talking about so kiryu and Sayama decide we're going to go down there and check this out so we go down there and meet with him at the clinic and uh he tells us so the past 6 months i have been in captivity <laughs> and of course everybody's <laughs> like what how he's like yeah uh everybody who's interacted with me has been interacting with my body double who works for the genglu mafia <laughs> and they're like okay that's crazy so also convenient yeah also very convenient because he says i heard what they were planning okay what's that they have planted bombs all over Camarocho And Kiryu's like, what? How many bombs they make? He said, "Because they, they're planting the same amount of bombs as the amount of people that died during the massacre. And so Kiryu, These
1: people are very, like, symbolic.
0: Very symbolic.
1: One bullet for every person that's dead. One bomb for every person that
0: died. Yep. So, uh... Kiryu's like oh god how many bombs is that so we've we, we already had one bomb go off at Millennium Tower there was another bomb at Millennium Tower that didn't go off we stopped it because we beat up Kobayashi I don't know what his name is <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> Kobayashi's the, the the hot dog eater Um,
1: not just any hot dog eater the best
0: but not anymore right yeah. He got beat out. Yeah. But, like Joey? Yeah, I think so. I think he's still reigning champion for like three years. Yeah, I think so. But, um, yeah, so uh, he uh, he had a bomb, obviously, at the Millennium Tower. There was 33 guys that were killed during the massacre. That leaves 31 bombs still around Kamurocho. So we're like, okay, Date, you need to call in the bomb squad unfortunately Date goes to the police and they're like yeah you're a murder suspect I don't know if we (laughs) really need to trust you right now And so they're like okay so they're not going to take my anonymous tip or not even anonymous but they're not going to take my tip of hey there's bombs all around the city so it's on the Tojo clan to do on top of all that, Ryoji Gota has amassed an army of guys to come in on Komarocho right now. I
1: like all those ominous shots of the highway. It's just like fanned out like 50 or 100 different black sedans.
0: Yeah, all full of uh, Yakuza members. <laughs> <laughs> so they're on their way. So uh, Kiryu goes to the Tojo clan and uh gets a hold of uh of um oh, what's his name daigo 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 dojima and it's like hey we need to get our guys together because there's a bunch of bombs at Kamarocho, and the police are not going to help us with this they don't believe us so all right we'll find the bombs how are you going to dispose of them? How, how is a street-level gangster going to dispose of a bomb properly?
1: Probably not any more efficiently than Majima tries to.
0: Right, I would assume. I would assume. <laughs> so, how do we find the bombs? Speaking of Majima...
1: It's actually funny how little he's in this game and how the few
0: scenes he's in, he's amazing he's, and hilarious. And he, 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 If you need somebody to gnaw on the background scenery, <laughs> you hire Goro Majima to do it. <laughs> so, um, we go back to uh, the florist. The florist is like, I have no surveillance because everything I had was in the Millennium Tower and Well, everything's destroyed there. So we're like, crap. What do we do? And they're like, well, what about old purgatory? Old purgatory, you know, you had the stuff there. Yeah, well, it's all gone. And walks Majima with his hard hat on. And he's like, well, don't get down the dumps just yet. I got a surprise for you. And he strolls up to the desk that everybody's at. And he slams his head into the desk. And then he slams it like five more times. And he's like, why is this not working? <laughs> and of course, everybody's looking at him like, has he lost his fucking mind? Again? Yeah, again? And so he slams his head into it one more time, and oh look, the desk and the platform around it start going down into a new, brand new florist surveillance, it, I, I don't even know what to call it, command center?
1: Yeah, yeah, this is like the the baby version of the tech from the Osaka castle, I guess.
0: Yeah. So uh, he, Which I uh,
1: guess, has been throughout this. I mean, you know, we we've taken a few like hidden elevators
0: before, dude. We we wrote a we wrote a boat that went into a fighting arena underground of friggin' river. Lest we yeah. forget that. So yeah, this is good. Architect in this city. This this has happened before. So all of it, all of it, like not on the books. Who, what contractors did you pay? To do this kind of work.
1: <laughs> and how did you do it so secretly?
0: Exactly. So. Yeah. So uh, Majima. He's like yeah. I, I uh, figured I'd keep on with the florist work. So uh, I kept all this stuff. And the florist was like this is great. I can use this to find the bombs. So we got a solid plan. Here's the problem. Nobody knew this. But. The the Omni Alliance is coming in, particularly the Gota uh, family. So now we're getting phone calls of, hey, not only are there bombs all around the city, also we got a whole army of of Yakuza guys coming in and just destroying everything. So we need help. They're they're so the 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 bartender that calls us, the one that betrayed us, but we forgave him. <laughs> He calls us, hey, they're beating me up, so we got to go save him. Uh, Stardust is getting attacked. we got to go save them. Uh, the clinic, they're getting attacked. we got to go save him. Uh, but at Stardust, we run into the big man himself. So Ryuji Goda is there. We fight off his guys. And he comes down. And he's like... One more day.
1: I could kill you in an instant, but I won't.
0: Yeah, I'll kill you right now, but I'm not going to. I'm going to meet you at the top of Camarocho, a.k.a. the Millennium Tower, and we're going to sell this once and for all. But Kiryu's like, why did you move in on us right now? Are you with the Jingwan Mafia? He's like, not at all. These guys want to blow up this city. They're acting on their own. I showed up to make sure my city that I'm about to take over doesn't turn into ashes. So in a roundabout way, Gota is actually helping us. But then he's going to take us over. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's the end of chapter 14. And I was like, oh, that's the end of the game. No, it's not. Obviously. We got two more chapters to go through, and I didn't realize that. Now, I say all that to say this. I could have beaten this game today. I did not, and there is a very simple reason why. I have become addicted to Cabaret Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> I have done so many rounds of cabaret grand prix because you start to earn money like nobody's business in that little mini game and honestly it's just 3 minutes of selecting menus it's not hard at all and it's kind of addicting <laughs> so I've I've ranked up twice so I'm no longer in the fresh league anymore. I have ranked up to the third league. And I, I got the achievement for holding having 10 million yen in my pocket. Because wow. I got, yeah, I earned it all from from doing the cabaret stuff.
1: That's crazy. I was going to say that. Before that like money hasn't been super important for me in this game. Other than a few weapons that I would have liked to buy that were like 3 million. Yeah. There's a couple couple of nice swords that I saw. But I've. I feel like for the whole second half of this game. I've been almost exactly at about
0: 200,000 yen. So all the time. So here's the deal. If you put a little bit of time. Into the Cabaret Grand Prix. I put about an hour and a half into it so far. I'm to a point now where in three minutes I make about 1.5 million yen.
1: That's crazy. Yep.
0: What, um, what
1: else do you, can you use it for in this game? Is it? Would you use it mostly for just getting weapons and outfitting yourself? Or is there like, I don't know, like a new, new game plus type of scenario where you can take down bosses but you need those weapons so you need the money to get the weapons is there like is there post completion content
0: so the reason why i'm doing this is because i am going to and i still plan on doing this since especially i have i have a little bit more time because you know we didn't finish it this week my plan is to purchase every single thing in the menu so every battle skill Mm. max up my stats all the way uh and all the adventure stuff which i'm i have maxed out all of my stats already
1: yeah i maxed out all the base stats
0: yeah so what i'm doing is is that i'm earning enough money to then go and purchase two things i'm going to purchase the items that. Uh, lower my digestion or low, you know, <clears throat> lower my fullness. And I'm going to restaurants and eating using all that money I made. I'm eating, eating, wonderful. I'm eating, 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 taking medicine to make my stomach not full anymore and eating some more all to it earn experience points to max out everything. That is You're my goal. I'm going full Kobayashi. I'm going full Kobayashi. Kobayashi. I am going to go to multiple restaurants and and eat one of everything on the menu because you get points for doing that. So yeah, I've been grinding a little bit in this game, but it's not your traditional grinding.
1: Yeah, it's strange, yeah. <laughs> eating a lot at restaurants is not your typical grind.
0: Yeah. But that's exactly what I'm doing because eating eating at restaurants Gives you a ton of XP. That stuff adds. And did did you
1: level up? Did you level up those skills? Because there's some skills around getting more XP from eating. Yep, I have. Yeah, I, I have, have level I, one there. I
0: have almost everything filled out on that one. I've got the max run speed. I've got the max um, experience points from my hostess at the Grand Prix. The max get more money from the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. So I'm making I'm making of money and once I rank up again in the Grand Prix, I'm probably looking at about seven million yen per Grand Prix that I do. That's insane. And that's in three minutes. <laughs> like I'm I, I don't know why I became addicted to that gameplay loop, but I did. And I love it. I've got about fifteen million yen on me right now.
1: Yeah, I'll have to give that more of a try if we've got a little more time this week. Yeah, let's do it. Because I've seen it on there, but I haven't haven't really played with it.
0: Yeah, go for it, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to max out everything. I'm gonna try and max out. I've already maxed out all my stats. I can't get all the battle moves because I don't feel like doing like a bunch of side stories to get like the the heat moves with specific people on the street and stuff like that. Um yeah. but I'm gonna get all the life moves or the life abilities that they have. And um what's the other tab? There's four tabs. Stats, heat abilities, the life abilities, and there's one more thing. Or maybe there's only three. I can't remember. Mm, I thought there was four. Yeah, I thought there was two, but I can't remember what it is. But yeah, that's uh that's that's my plan. I'm gonna do that and then I'll beat the game and put it to rest. But so far, I'm enjoying the crap out of this game.
1: Yeah, me too. I was going to say, what are you, what what are you feeling as we get close to the end here?
0: Aside from chapter 13, I think this is, this is a fantastic entry into the series. I think this is great.
1: Yeah, I I agree. It's a little bit uneven as a game, but it's just it's just really good in so many ways that it's been really fun to play
0: yeah i I totally agree and I'm having a, I'm having a great time with it we do have an email comes in from Dustin it is called Kiryu-chan. hmm and he says is this the finale if it isn't, you should definitely do the Majima side story in the title screen. It's short and shows you how he ended up with Purgatory and leaving the Tojo Clan.
1: Ooh, that's right. There's three additional chapters around,
0: around, around Majima. Around Majima. That's right. Yeah. Do you have second thoughts on playing 12 Minutes? <laughs> May I suggest the following one-off games? Finding Paradise, two the Moon sequel, mm-hmm. the Stanley Parable, and Doki Doki Literature Club, which is a free, messed-up visual novel. All of these games could probably be played through in a single sitting. Also, if you have time, maybe an intermission talking about hidden gems focused on the PSN store, or hidden gems in general. What class will you roll in Diablo 2? I've never played it, so I'm going Necromancer. If this is the actual final episode, I love this game and I might like it more than Zero, Dustin.
1: Oh, well, that's blasphemy!
0: But I do like it. I, I like it a lot, but I think if the story was just a little bit better, if the story the story needed about two notches up in Kiwami Two, and I think it would rival Zero. But There's Zero. a
1: few things for me. I think the story would need to be better. The repetitiveness would need to be toned down a little bit, and I don't think the combat is this good. I think it is good, but I, without the ability to switch, I find it feels a little bit more repetitive to me.
0: It's definitely more repetitive, but damn is it better responsive. Yeah. The god man, the combat in this game is so much more fluid than it was in any other Yakuza game I've played. Yeah. I cannot wait yeah, to if, get to if, Yakuza 6. That's the thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we and, might have time for another one-off as well, I
0: mean depending on when we actually get started with Diablo. Yeah, that's true. Cuz Diablo doesn't come out for another 3 weeks. Yep. So I
1: if, have had the Stanley Parable on my list for years. <laughs>
0: I've played the Stanley Parable, and I don't see what everybody's hyping that game up about. Yeah, sure, it's funny, and it's fun for, like, a one-hour romp of, let's see what happens here, but I could not, like, everybody raved about that game for years, and I was just like, I don't don't get it. (laughs) I don't know. We could probably do, like, 12 minutes I mean, I'm still down for doing 12 minutes. All right, so full disclosure. On the N4G radio the past week, Ken and Anthony both talked about 12 minutes and how it had some pretty major flaws in it. And Ken said that the ending was... He thought the ending was bad, but he said it's definitely polarizing. Some people will love it. Some Mm. people will hate it. But he did beat it. I think he beat it in probably like two or three sittings. Um but I don't know the, the reception on the internet has been a little cold to it, but I still really want to try it.
1: Yeah, I I, I do as well. I think we should definitely do it. Yeah. I just wonder there there may be some room to fit another one in, not instead of it, but in addition to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there may be, we can, we can definitely give it a shot and try. We'll, We'll, we'll see how we feel once we get to it. But Um, As far as classes in Diablo 2, Matt, what are you going to play in Diablo 2?
1: I'm probably going to go Necromancer.
0: Mm, Look at you. I've
1: I've never played it before, but it just feels right. I don't necessarily just want to go... I don't know. I want to do something a little bit different than, than I've done in some other games. I'm trying to think back to what I even played in Diablo Three.
0: Well, you've got barbarian, you've got the monk, demon hunter, the witch doctor, the wizard, crusader, and then eventually the necromancer.
1: Hmm. I either went wizard or crusader. Gotcha. I don't remember. May have gone both. <laughs>
0: So I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to go with yet, but I'm leaning toward either Druid or Paladin. And I don't know which one I want to go with. Because, and I'll say it again when we talk about Diablo 2 for Phoenix Down. I played a lot of Diablo 2 in 2000 and part, part of 2001. And I only played Necromancer. Hmm. I don't know why I was a dumb teenager that didn't think to try anything else, but I became addicted to that game and only played the Necromancer class. I never made another character in that game.
1: That's crazy to me. I always want to try them out and just figure out, like, I, I always I always feel like in this type of a game I'll, I'll start one and be like, oh, well, this is good, but is the other one better? and I'll end up I'll end up making like four or five characters and playing like a half hour an hour and then picking one and going forward.
0: The great thing about Diablo is that there is no such thing as a better class. <laughs> <laughs> they're all amazing and they're all broken in their own ways. That's one thing I have to give. it's been a long time since I played Diablo 2, but Diablo 3 what makes that game great is that the the developers of that game basically said here are the tools to break this game break it and it'll be fun that way and instead of saying no 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 you can't do this and nerfing something they say okay this is really overpowered we're going to make four more difficulties that are going to be harder to counter that (laughs)
1: <laughs> will compensate a different way yeah.
0: exactly and I, I like that's that's the greatest thing because if you want to feel like a badass you totally can and i it's been well it's been i don't want to say this it's been 20 years <laughs> since i've played diablo 2 <laughs> mm. holy shit but yeah it's been uh, it's been 20 years since i played diablo 2 and um I don't remember much of it. So, yeah. But I'm excited to jump into it.
1: And I think I'm
0: I'm probably going to treat this more like Diablo 3, where, sure, I'll probably go with a class to play with through Phoenix Down, but I'm sure I'm going to make other classes just to try them out. More than likely, I'm going to become obsessed with the game and probably try to get a 1,000 achievement points in it, like I do in every Diablo game. Yeah. Excited for that one. I'm still excited yep. for 12 minutes. I, I think it's going to be cool. Yep, me too. I understand there's there's probably some tedious parts in there because you're replaying the same thing over and over again. And there's like it, it's one of those things of like you try something different this go-round, but then you still have to wait five minutes to get through the stuff you've already done before to yeah. try that one thing. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. That's gonna be it for us. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I am at DML Fury. Matt is at R E M G S. The podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. And uh, if you want to send an email, it is Drew at ZTGD.com. Uh, please send us some emails. This will be the last episode for Yakuza Kiwami 2 coming up. We're gonna finish it up anybody out there who has played along with us or has played it before please give us your thoughts on the game we would love to hear from you um but i think that's about it yeah um yeah i appreciate everybody listening and um uh oh i also wanted to give a nice little shout out we have a new listener her name is Andrea so Welcome aboard, Andrea. I hope you enjoyed listening to this things down. If you even made it this far, but uh, we'll see. If you would, please tweet to me. I am at DML Fury. Anyway, I was I was told I I I, I could do that, so I'm going to go ahead and just do that. So if there, <laughs> if there's any secondhand embarrassment, I'm sorry, Matt. But that's okay. Uh, anyway, uh, but we're going to get out of here. I appreciate everybody listening. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah. We'll be back again. Until then, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a wonderful week, and we will be back with the conclusion promised this time of Yakuza Kiwami 2.